0: Welcome to the Architectural Education Off the Record podcast, where we discuss everything, something, and nothing about architecture. I'm your host, Vincent Hui. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a signature program that we've got within Ryerson Architectural Science that's actually run by the Architectural Course Union. Um, and that is the mentorship program. And I'm joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, introduce yourself quickly. Hey, I'm Ronnie. And you are overseeing the ACU mentorship program. You're in third year. And I believe that unlike other people, you have to coordinate and corral all the people, right? Yes? Yep. So then the next part is of course, I got some mentors here. I'm joined by two third years. I got Tommy.
1: Hi, yeah, I'm a third year student. I'm Tommy and currently entering co-op.
0: Okay, and I got Kristen.
2: Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm also going into co-op, just finished third year.
0: Okay, and Tommy and Kristen are overseeing or have just finished mentoring uh, Liam and Julia, respectively. So Liam, introduce yourself. I am Liam. I'm in first year and my mentor is Tommy. All right, Julia. Hi,
3: I'm Julia. I'm in first year, and my mentor is Kristen.
0: Okay, so I'm glad we got this full picture of mentor, like master and apprentice, right? We got two samples of that, and we also got Ronnie here to talk to the nature of the mentorship program. Now, I'm just going to talk about the history of how it came about, and Ronnie, I'm going to ask that you chime in on any things that I'm making up or any updates (laughs) to how things work. So, in the old days, it used to be actually that the, the American Institute of Architecture students, they were the ones that came up with uh, how to develop this mentorship program. The, at that point in time, the president of that chap of our chapter talked uh, about how we can make this engagement. And I said, why don't we just do this? Because I know first years and I know fourth years. So we started making that work. And it started off as a handful of little exercises. And eventually it was proven to be a really good, uh, program where we had a lot of things that were both seen and unseen. So say for example, things like, uh, help in how to deal with, uh, structures, right? No problem. Your mentor might be able to offer some notes or past exams or what have you to help you out. At the same time, we had stuff that was unseen, which is, you know, what's the better way to stylize and do say uh, a three point perspective or how to render out something to make it look sexy, but also not kill your rendering time. Right? So a lot of those unseen things like extra. Bonus tips were really good and helpful for a lot of the people that were part of that program. Over the course of the the evolution of this, this was divested and given to the architecture course unit, and rightfully so, because a lot of our students need to have that mentorship that not only addresses the architectural survival, but also architectural science survival, which is to know how to do well in building science and project management courses as well, and to also see mentors as a way to perhaps open doors and pathways uh, moving into postgraduate work, right? So, Ronnie. Tell us an updated a brief on what the mentorship program is right now.
4: Uh, so the mentorship program consists of, I think it's about, it's actually pretty big this year. It's about a hundred and something or so uh, pairings of students in third and fourth year. Uh, mentors being paired with uh, mentees in first and second year, uh, respectively. Um, we uh, actually leave it pretty um, unstructured. So essentially, once we set up the mentors and the mentees, and we do that by using the skills, um, that mentors say they have and mentees say that they want to learn at the beginning of the year to basically uh, match up first years and third years and second years and fourth years.
0: Can you just give me a rough timeline? You said the beginning. So like, is that like frosh week or is that like into yeah. the end of September?
4: Uh, yeah, it's a pretty much at the end of September. And I think we get the pairings done uh, by October just so that the year can get rolling.
0: Okay, so then the duration is for, like you said, it's fairly open-ended as to what they do, but the duration when they do it it's pretty much until the end of the school year or is it like you're committed to lifetime bonds with these people now?
4: Um, a lot of people do actually form friendships with their mentees or mentors and that's always uh, great, but it, is, um, it does change from year to year. Some people do choose to keep their mentors in second year, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So just moving into that though, I, I find it very strange and, and maybe you can help correct me on this one. So you're saying a first year and a fourth year, for example, a fourth year would say, "I'm good at I don't know, say visualization and structures, for example." I'm just saying, okay. Um, how does a first year even know that they need to have, or that they're weak in computer modeling or physical modeling? Because they don't get to that until way later into the term.
4: Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, we do things essentially based on, so that's why it's kind of at the end of September, so people get a chance to like um, sort of. You know start the school year and see what start architecture see what they're good at like what they think they need mm-hmm. um some people have actually suggested and it's kind of an interesting suggestion that the maybe the pairing should be based on personality mm. uh, which is kind of interesting i don't really know how i feel about that um i think that kind of cr- turns into more of like a matchmaking service I'm not really sure how i feel about that um so yeah we basically get people to rank what they think they need the most of like when they are available that's also an important one mm. um and we, we actually, the mentors meet the mentees at a meet and greet event at the start of first year. And then they mm-hmm. put down uh, people that they think they like or that they think they like, uh, you know, be suitable for them.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna turn it to the first year's first then, because based on that, there, there's a whole bunch of questions I have. And maybe, maybe Ronnie, we can help tease out a couple of things to help the program moving into the new year, right? So Julia, Liam, I'll start with you, Julia, right? Liam's, just, I'm sorry, Ronnie's just described the problem, well, the situation where, the problem to me is that you don't know what you don't know, right? So for me, it seems very problematic where a student's going to put down on a list, oh, okay, it's, I'm not so good at, I don't know, at that point in time, maybe you know that you aren't very good at drawing conventions, maybe, okay? I mean, that's one facet of a multifaceted beast called architectural education. So I think it's A, difficult to have, student say i know or i don't know what i'm good at right and and that's where i'd want you to chime in on you know what is it that you should be doing and b how i mean do you not feel overwhelmed to like say yes i'm gonna pick kristen or i'm gonna pick tommy and it's based on just the personality so um help me out here tell me about just the the first inclination of how do you know what you don't know
3: when i was um for being paired up during the meet and greet i actually didn't like i When we were like in the form of a group and we were like like the mentors were telling about themselves and what do they know. So I remember asking them, oh, do you guys, are you guys good with programs or such um, or basically are you guys good with like Photoshop and Illustrator and Um, Most of them all were like saying, oh, yeah, I remember one girl was saying like, she's really good at um, critiques rather than programs. And then in my case, I was really like, I didn't know how to use the programs at that time. So Mm -hmm. I remember like with Kristen, she said like, oh, yeah, I do know how to use um, Rhino pretty good and the Illustrator and Photoshop. So that was like, oh, I that's what I'm definitely looking at. And then I guess just a sense of friendliness that probably just like I was really like more interested in them like okay you know what I want her as my mentee
0: okay so then I'm going to turn it back to Liam though because I mean in Julia and Kristen's case I mean Kristen's a pretty happy you know smiley kind of giggles kind of person right Mm -hmm. but I mean the reality is Liam if you are in that position it's one thing to say yeah Tommy's a nice guy right but that's Tommy in September before he's got deadlines before you know what is or is not relevant right like say for example you might be really quick to pick up software right so even if tommy says i'm good at software it doesn't make a difference to you because it doesn't really help you and at worst still the personality in september might be like he's a cool guy because he's got no deadlines but guess what he's in third year or fourth year and he's got some next level work on 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 his you know table for december so then it's like i ain't gonna see you like liam do you not think it's a very strange scenario to like have to make decisions based on a very fine um, like, time frame. I think that um, we all have our own lives, so eventually
5: we're gonna have a conflict of when we can meet. Mm-hmm. So I think that I was looking for someone who could help me most of the time. It would, wouldn't obviously be all the time, but um, Tommy was able to help me through text, even if he wasn't available to come in person. So you, Wait, wait, you guys would text back and forth like how to do stuff in Rhino or something? No, it'd be like quick questions like how to format something or maybe a question about convention mm-hmm. or a quick question about like my model isn't working. Is there something I can do about it?
0: Hmm. OK, so I'm going to throw it to the upper years right now. I got Tommy and Kristen. And here's here's my problem. All right. As a prof. Right. A it's my job to deal with all the fires. Right. But as a prof also, sometimes it's just like, you know, um, holy moly, I've, I've actually taught this and I've, I've said this thing six or seven times. And I'm just going to get angry. Like, it's like teaching your parents how to use email. Like, it's just like, oh, my God, how do you not get this? Right. So there's obviously some frustration. And, you know, Liam just described like texting you, Tommy, at odd hours. Right. I mean, I can imagine the pressures, especially at deadline time, like the end of term, where all students have a deadline. I mean, Tommy, what would you say, starting with you, is a really you know, frustrating thing that comes about from being a mentor? Because I think it's, I think we can talk about the good things about being a mentor in a second, but let's just talk about being very objective. Like what's some frustration and Liam's in the room so you can feel free to say it to his face. <laughs>
1: um, well, I think uh, the frustration of not being able to pick up software as quickly as they might want is not really a, a source of frustration for me because we've been in that, in that place very mm-hmm. recently. So um, I empathize with that. I think there's a frustration in what you just mentioned, which is a time management of the deadlines and the expectations of third year and the frustration mm-hmm. of not being able to always be there for the mentees mm-hmm. um, as much as one would like. Um, and the frustration of, as Liam said, sometimes having to try to give the best advice possible through other means, such as mm-hmm. texting or sending videos and knowing that that not might be the best way to mentor them, but given that specific circumstance, that's the best you can do.
0: Hmm. Um, And so that, 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 that is frustrating. And Kristen for you, I mean, like you are all giggles and smiles, but I know that you're very much a kind of pedantic person where you have order, you like making sure you get stuff done on time and have, and what have you, like I couldn't imagine dealing with your own stresses and then just having Julia just randomly like on a deadline, just be like, Hey, is this, is this how you do a section? Right. At that (laughs) point, don't you just throw your phone or something? Just go girl, why don't you know this? Like, you know, like, th- doesn't, this, doesn't this bother you?
2: Um, Not necessarily, I think. Because I remember um, when you put yourself in their place, it's stuff that you also didn't know and you want to ask someone too. So I think that helps me empathize more. But I think another frustration just comes with not being able, like what others are saying, not being able to be there um, in person. Because especially for me, like, I commute. Mm-hmm. So I'm not always at school, like, 24-7, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: being, like, let's say you're on deadline, but also having able to, communicate what you're trying to say over text when it can be so much easier when you're just like face to face with them and you can just show them how to do it instead. Mm-hmm. I think um, that just uh, becomes a frustration too when you have to communicate and you're not constantly there.
0: So just just as a follow-up on that and, and I mean anyone can chime in on this but I think that it, I'm getting a sense that based on what we just described that is it possible to have like preordained like visitation hours or something? Like, I mean, would that make things easier or is that just stupid?
2: I don't think it's stupid. I think um, if a mentor were to reach out to their mentee every now and then, like maybe like once every two weeks, if like they're kind of quiet, it does help you kind of get a sense of when you're able to help them. If you know their project in advance, know their deadlines in advance and all that kind of stuff.
0: So if I understand that, like, then you prefer um a a kind of schedule operation but you're saying once every two weeks i mean that doesn't (laughs) sound very frequently i I mean i'm not going to point fingers but is it a matter of a a bi-weekly thing or is it a matter of like weekly or i mean just call whenever you want like to me especially if you guys have just been paired up right at the beginning you don't really know like a first year might not know how a fourth year schedule works A a first year probably might feel a little bit intimidated right to approach them so to me uh, maybe I'll throw it to the first years. I mean, Liam, Julia, would it be better to just have a regular set time? Like every Thursday at 12 o'clock we meet for a couple hours, see where things are at, or is it, I'd rather meet them, you know, at deadline, like when I need the stuff, when it really hits the fan. I feel like some, Oh, sorry. So you can go ahead. Um, sometimes you don't know what you want
5: or need at the time. So if you have scheduled hours, it might, you might only ask like one question, but right after you have a question immediately about that question, so it might be helpful to also be in contact with them um, throughout the process.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's, that's important. But Julia, are you gonna say something?
3: No, I was just basically gonna say that.
0: Okay, so I mean, I'm just trying to talk things out because I'm, I'm trying to look at some of the challenges that have emerged in, in the last few years that I've seen where either, I'm not gonna say they're deadbeats, but some mentors just basically sign up and forget it. And I know that many times I've been called in By ACU or someone to just be like, hey, can you just tell the kids not to be jerks about it? And yeah, I agree. Like, can you imagine if. You know Kristen was a mentor for julia and they signed up and Kristen wants to go on club Kristen wants to make her you know cv look good so she just says mentor for third year student i see this all the time i because I, I actually have all these portfolios and resumes of anyone that goes on ryerson pushed on issue it, it gives me a notification right and then i just go through and i'm like oh my gosh that kid is a terrible mentor that kid never sees that person right i had to actually talk to that first year that they were scheduled to do to deal with and I had to find like an emergency mentor, right? So like in my books, the problem is, what do you do with deadbeats? And Ronnie, help me out here. What do you guys do as provisions to make sure you don't have deadbeat mentors? Uh,
4: well, one of the things we do actually is the mentor evaluation, uh, which I think actually from what I heard, it was Vince's idea. So, uh... oh, sh- ah. <laughs> so thank you, Vince. <laughs> um, we basically... Um, even if the mentors and the mentees and the mentors are always allowed to like ask their ACU rep or ask me uh, if they have any questions or if they want to switch mentors, which is also something that people do, Uh, not very frequently, but uh, it does happen. Um, But besides that, they also fill out the mentorship evaluation uh, once a semester. And it also helps us determine, you know, how often people are seeing their mentees, uh, what the major issues are, uh, like, where can we do better, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the times, though, I would say it tends to be sort of, how much help the mentee needs Um, and it is when the mentor isn't available, like a lot of the time that obviously, you know, maybe that's not a good thing, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it is the mentee doesn't always, like there, there are different people and people kind of approach things differently as well.
0: Okay. So then I'm going to take it another route and I'm going to go back to Kristen and Tommy. So we, we, I'm hoping that you guys were good, proactive, approachable mentors. Right, But then you've also seen scenarios where it's not the deadbeats, but it's also people that are really, really good-hearted and that are nice. They're nice people, you know what I mean? And unfortunately, nice people aren't always the smartest people. Nice people aren't always the most skilled, aren't the best people to serve as that role. So they want to help. But realistically, like I've had some situations where, and it's not in my section, but when I am in first year and I'm like beside another section, and then you hear the kids like, oh, I had so-and-so as my mentor and he told me to do this in Photoshop. And I'm like, you were told to do your drawings in Photoshop? Who tells you, like, what, what's wrong with that person, right? And I'm like, you should really consider getting another mentor because that person's just giving you bad habits to learn, right? So, I mean, Tommy, Kristen, how do you, like, you see this happen, right? So what would you say that, you know, as a mentor that does the right thing, how, how would you kind of mitigate preventing not the deadbeats, but the people that are good-hearted, but just not good students?
1: Uh, well, I don't think you can really actively do any kind of prevention. Um, everyone, I guess, is, has a good intention to help, but I think what, as a mentor, personally, I try to be aware of is um, a lot of times when I would help either Liam or Noah or maybe any nearby students, they would say, oh, well, you know, my mentor actually suggested I do it this way. Like, there's this there's other shortcut, and I think that's the only way that we can really try to help is by showing them maybe a much more, a better way to do it, Mm-hmm. Um, if we believe that there's a better way without necessarily ostracizing their specific mentor.
0: Um, well, see, see, I would agree with that. It's just that I've had some, and, and I think you might have been privy to that, um, where I've had students learn from the wrong mentors. And then it just spreads like cancer. Like uh, a case in point, like one year, um, you'll have a kid that says, oh, my mentor taught me how to do the 3D model. And then I just cut a sectional perspective and then that's what they use. And it's like, that's not a real section, right? Because they don't understand the difference, but their mentor said that that's how you do it. And it's like, listen, I'm the prof on this one. Maybe, just maybe, I might know a little bit more, right? And and bad habits are traced. And what, what would you happen to find is that like an entire section then thinks that a sectional perspective that's generated in Rhino is actually a de facto conventional section, right? So I, I just wish that Ronnie, if, if I were in your position, um, I would say that there should be not just benefits, like, you know, uh, the the carrot, so to speak, where you have people going, yeah, Liam says Tommy's a good uh, mentor and great. He, you know, Tommy gets to dis- have distinguished kind of ability to say, yes, I am the one of the best mentors in, in the program this year, right? That's great. But I also think that there should be a stick where you say, look, man, you are telling the kids to do things wrong. And as a prof, I have no problem saying that. I'm not sure, Ronnie, if you can feel comfortable doing that but there are lots of instances where i think i've told my own students like you know what tell me who your mentor is because i'm gonna have a little chat with him or her right because that is just passing along coronavirus it's like stupid right
4: no i do agree with that i wish i mean i I try to be as open as possible to hearing uh, mentees concerns i wish sometimes besides the mentorship evaluation that there were other ways to check in with people and see what they are doing i guess i really try to emphasize that if you have any problems with your mentor, please, you know, feel free to email me or get in touch with me or your representative or just talk to your mentor or your prof or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I think well, maybe what gets in the way is perhaps like the personal relationship that people have with their mentor and they don't like want to see them, you know, get in trouble or sort of be called out on something. So I, I wish there was a, a way to sort of deal with that.
0: Hmm. So, okay, let, let I, I I would agree that there should be a better mechanism, but let's just go through what you got so far, like you've already had the survey open for, uh, nominees for good mentors, right? So let's just hear out a couple of things. Cause I'm hearing from the crowd now that it's a lot about software help, right? Outside of software help, right? How to make a 3d model, how to use Photoshop, how to do whatever, right? What other things have you noticed, Ronnie, like to start the ball rolling, what would you say is another thing that students benefit in terms of getting from their mentors
4: um i know a lot of people at the start of the year will ask for because they hear about how structures is like the hardest course that you know really <laughs> apparently uh so a lot of people ask for mentors that are good at like structures or other courses as well outside of uh, studio
0: okay, a lot of people okay. Want,
4: uh feedback on their studio project
0: mm-hmm.
4: um, i think uh people are just kind of happy to learn about time management as well for example from their mentors Are they
0: really the best people to dispense time management advice? You know,
4: that is, that's definitely arguable. (laughs) Um, I think people are just looking for whatever experience or um, uh, skills they can get from an upper year who's been already in their position. I think a lot of, uh, like, the learning we do in architecture is kind of about, like, learning the hard way, (laughs) Uh, like, (laughs) one way or another. So. Um, like whether that's a good, like it is a good thing for some things, but I think sometimes people want someone who's like already been there, already done that. And so to sort of smooth things out a bit and it can be like hard sometimes.
0: Okay. So I'm getting a sense that a, to get some, in addition to software help, we got on the table, how to deal with uh, structures, how to deal with, uh, crits, how to deal with time management. So I'm going to throw this to Julian Liam. Right. Let's talk about a couple of these things. So is it starting with Liam is structures really that hard that you would need to get, like, have you seen or heard of people that said, oh man, uh, the prof isn't good enough. The TA is terrible. So I'm going to go and ask my mentor to dispense with structures advice. Um, I think some people this year really struggled with structures. I didn't
5: think of looking to Tommy until recently before it was too late. Um, (laughs) But I wish I did earlier. And I think he would have helped me. I think he
0: offered to as well. Okay, but it's not like you, is it because you just didn't feel comfortable asking Tommy for help or did you just not know that Tommy was good at structures or what was the deal? Um, I guess I just didn't think about
5: it. I thought mentors were primarily for studio work. I Mm. didn't really think about outside of studio.
0: Okay, Julia, anything to add on that structures issue?
3: Same thing with me. I really haven't reached out to Kristen about structures either.
0: Okay. So if not structures, how about the other things like getting feedback for your design work or time management and operations? I mean, that's what Ronnie is saying are other features. As a first year, did you take advantage of that from Kristen?
3: I did actually for one of the core, um, I did for studio. I did ask her like with my design, I showed her and I'm like, is this like, because you can't really like ask the prof so I'd be like, is this good? Like, this is what, The professors are expecting or she gave me like feedback like so she said this is where you can improve on and um here's where you can do better on and Mm -hmm. i did take that advice to make it much better and then i end up showing to my prof for the desk script.
0: but okay so here's where i have a little bit of a question what does a kid and, and maybe this is just me talking out loud okay on the one hand i see the benefits of having a mentor because to me the important thing is that you get to see and get insights from students above you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So say for example, let's say for example, if you were teaching second year, uh, sorry, if I'm teaching second year and the kids are like trying to lowball, and they say, well, you know what? I'm gonna do this kind of garbage drawing and leave it as is, or like, this is the type of wireframe and I'm not gonna render anything or I'm gonna render my sections because that's a lazy, stupid way of getting out. Right. But if they talk to their mentor who's in fourth year, for example, they'd be like the mentor would say, you know what, when I was doing this type of project, it was this, 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 and they set the expectations. So to me, that's really a good way to have a work where it's not an official kind of holding the bar. Right. But you, you get that feedback where you go, okay, I should be aiming for doing that because my mentor a couple of years ago did it that way. I should be at least hitting that. right? Um, so certain classes I see take advantage of that other classes that have no friends or don't have mentors or whatever, they don't benefit from that. And unfortunately we have to like teach some first year stuff again. Right. But then Julia, the other thing that you're talking about though, if it's not the holding the bar by talking to Kristen and saying, okay, that's how high, that's how good stuff should be. The other question of course, is, well, isn't that the role of the, I don't know, the prof or the teaching assistant? Like you should feel comfortable talking to the prof or the teaching assistant about those things. Shouldn't you?
3: Yeah. Like um I do it's better to get more than just one feedback right like I do ask um like for my second semester studio is Colin so mm-hmm. I do ask Colin like for feedback and he gives me great feedback and then I do use that like I do that and then sometimes I don't like I don't because of the COVID situation I don't really email him that often and be like oh is this better? is this better so I usually sometimes email um sorry I send it Kristen and be like is this good or like what would you say and then hmm. I would get feedback on that
0: okay and then just from your standpoint though Kristen or tommy as as a third year like getting mini studio reviews is that helpful at all or is that just more like oh rolling your eyes i gotta deal with this kid again or like i mean does it get frustrating or is it like hey i get to do reviews Kristen, tell me
2: no i think it's kind of refreshing to go back to the basics right it's also because sometimes as you um get through the program you kind of do things without realizing because you're already used to it, right? But then when you mm-hmm. have to break it down and stuff for your mentee, it's really nice to just be able to revisit the basics. And it's almost like a reminder to yourself of what...
0: <laughs> of what. It's like a
2: reminder to yourself of like what um you should be focused on mainly in the beginning, and then it's almost like a reminder of the step process hmm. that you're like so used to already.
0: Okay, and then at that point in time, I mean, that's getting a sense of what basics are but Tommy you know I mean you can be shown a really cool designer like I mean this is the problem that profs have to draw the line like you notice that profs good ones we tend not to design the projects for the student right so Tommy you probably have seen some of Liam's work right and he might have come and said hey Tommy can you take a look at this and then you might be like oh no no, no man that's totally don't don't do this because that looks stupid or that's like that I, you know I've seen garbage like this in first year or whatever so so how do you deal with that kind of Resist, how you resist the desire to change up a design?
1: Uh, well, first I agree with Kristen. It's really fun um, to be able to help out with studio and criticize and whatnot. But I think the important part with what you said Vince is in trying to grasp that main idea that for example, Liam is working on and rather than trying to change it, um, trying to provoke how he could enhance it, like provoke other other ideas that are specific to what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting because as opposed to redesigning something yourself, you're actually helping someone else um, improve their own design, you know, that, and a new perspective that they might not have seen because we have more experience and whatnot. And it's more about enhancing their idea.
0: You, you know what? You, you actually raise a good point about that. But again, I, I still got to say that as a prof and, and maybe you guys have heard this before too, in some reviews where I'll be in a first or a second year review and I'll say, well, why would you do this? Like who told you that you could actually like just have one fire exit out of your whole entire, like, you know, public library. Like, it's like, you know, an 80,000 square foot building and you got one fire stair. And then they'll say, well, I talked to my mentor and I'm like, Oh really? Cause in the old days it used to be, I would blame Vince. I blame the instructor, right? I'd be like, Oh, Vince told me or Baruch told me No, no. nowadays they know better than to blame the prof. Now it's like, Oh no, but my mentor told me this. And I'm like, that's man, this is ridiculous. So it's a double-edged sword. Like I understand the support. I understand the kind of, you know, 911 call at odd hours to like get some sort of affirmation that you're doing the right thing. But then let's be honest here. There are some cases like Tommy, Kristen, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like the kids will throw you under the bus and maybe it's because it's lost in translation. Maybe, maybe you're saying, Hey, you know what, this is a convenience stair. This isn't a fire stair. And as a result, the kid thinks that, okay, fire stare so I got one of them that's cool and there's a mistranslation and then and when it comes to presentation Liam or Julia will say oh no but you know Kristen or Tommy told me that that was cool right so then you get tarred with the same terrible brush so how do you feel about that now Tommy
1: Um, well I think that goes back to your other question about how we do with the with the mentors that maybe aren't as responsible Mm -hmm. Um, this is a similar scenario and I think I would say that from a systematic point of view of the whole mentorship program Mm -hmm. it would be very beneficial to have something that is a little more organized or official for the mentors something like a monthly meetup or Mm -hmm. an initial um, week of say training Mm -hmm. where we can nail down these specific scenarios and talk about what we should or shouldn't suggest or um, communication problems that may arise so that everyone is on the same page with these kinds of issues before they start and then having monthly checkups with all of the mentors, something like that.
0: Okay, but Tommy, I'm going to throw this to Kristen then. Would you think that your peers would say, yes, you know what, I did this voluntarily. I'm already spending like two or three hours a week helping out, you know, Kristen or helping out Julia or or Liam. And now the question is, oh, I need to do a week's boot camp to train so I don't like speak out of line or whatever. That's more work. I mean, would you even fathom doing that?
2: I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it because again, it would get everyone on the same page. But going back to let's say crits happening and getting blamed on by Mincy, like I hope that doesn't happen. But of course, sometimes um, you you don't necessarily catch everything, right? Like let's say they ask you a question about concept. Sometimes you just focus mainly on concept, where you don't exactly catch like all the other little things, like OBC.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, because like, there's so many things. You only have like, 20 minutes or whatever yeah. time frame. And it's the same thing with pros, right? Like we got to cover everything. And it's like the, today's focus wasn't about OBC. Today's focus was talking about um, accessibility, maybe not accessibility, but like sustainable design, right? So as a result, you know, it's not as though we sanction and we give you God's blessing on like, yeah, that one fire stair is okay. But uh, there's so many other things to worry about. But again, in first year in particular, anything and everything you say is and will be held against you. I'll be honest with you. Like I I teach in first year every year, um, almost every year. And I I can say that without a doubt, there will be always, whether it's my section or other sections, you'll have that random comment where a kid will will do something totally wrong. Right. And then it'll be like, Oh, my mentor told me. Right. And then you're the scapegoat. Right. And that that's unfortunate. So I find that it's, again, it's a double-edged sword where you help them, but then sometimes other things kind of fall by the wayside. Right. And I don't know how, like, I mean, Ronnie, you're hearing all these feedbacks about everything from schedule to like kind of setting up a, an orientation day or week or whatever. I mean, are these things resonating with you on how we can make this program better?
4: Hmm, yeah, I think a lot of the concerns, like, for example, mentors may be giving bad feedback, um, are some, like, things that I definitely worry about, uh, like, on a regular basis.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, we've had, like, as a program has sort of developed at ACU, we've tried to implement some things, such as, like, like mentor evaluations is the one thing, for example, that i brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start of the year, we do, um, before the uh, mentorship meet and greet, we do one session. And we try to keep it pretty minimalistic on the advice that we give, uh, sort of because I guess I think that in the end, like I'm sort of just learning the same way that the mentors are. Like, I, I don't feel like necessarily, like there are some guidelines that we set out, for example, like a rule that I say is like, don't suggest, I hope people remember this, don't suggest anything that could be harmful for your mentee, for example. Like, like, in the wait, past, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> Like in the past, we've heard that, like, when I was in first year, for example, I would hear that mentors would suggest their mentees, like, skip a certain class or whatever, you know, to save time for something else, Uh, you know, to stay positive, to, like, don't let, like, don't be shy or, like, let your mentee be shy and just to be available. So just, like, really broad guidelines. But other than that, I guess, it might be good, actually, to have a monthly checkup with the mentors and see how things are going because I think sometimes people, like, when there are issues, it might be hard for people, certain people to like reach out um, and like talk about them candidly. And that's something that I like recognize. I mm-hmm. think this is definitely something that uh, we need to like work on as a program evolves.
0: Yeah, I, I would argue, though, I mean, not argue, but I would I would uh, put out there that beyond simply having this kind of evaluation thing, because I think feedback, whether good or bad, is always in, in, invaluable to make the program better. Right. Like, how mm-hmm. can we make this better? Um, but. I, I think another thing is just to look at the benefits, right? Because obviously to the first year students, Liam and Julia did benefit a great deal from having Tommy and Kristen help them out. Like whether it was studio or just that kind of reassurance that, Hey, it's going to get better, that kind of stuff, which is good. Right. I'm pretty sure they can speak to like some of the benefits there, but I think one of the hard things is to really look at the clear benefits to Tommy and Kristen, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are spending an inordinate amount of time helping them, helping other people out. Frustration is gonna build up, right? They got bigger things to worry about in an already packed curriculum, right? So other than just simply saying, Yeah, I'm a mentor, right? It, it's it's really, you know, why do you guys do that? I mean, Tommy, Kristen, what would you say we that we could offer as a bigger incentive to have not just have people mentor? but do a damn good job mentoring, right? Um, So yeah, Tommy, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I don't want to talk first because I may be in the minority when I say that I I really enjoy doing it. And primarily that's the main reason that I wanted to do it. But in order maybe to incentivize doing a much better job at it, well, what I initially mentioned, having some kind of checkup or follow-up where they're...
0: um, But that's not an incentive. That's just a mechanism to validate, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would I would say one thing that I've talked to Ronnie about earlier was not just simply giving like this kind of assessment, get get, you know, get top ranks or whatever, right? But honestly, if you are among the top, you post it up online because I see so many people that say, Oh, I'm a mentor. And it's like, dude, you are a scumbag mentor. So what I should what I would say is that if you just simply said, like it's not a big deal to just go at the beginning or end of year, just say, yeah, um, if you guys are among the, like, you know, get an 85% rating or plus by your ment- mentee, guess what? You're going to show up on the website so that people coming in next year will be like, Oh yeah, Tommy or whoever. Like n- obviously you guys might not be around because of co-op, but you know, I can say, Oh, look, I got a, ment- a mentor who's on the list that was good in the past or better yet, when I, as an employer go, wait, who's this mentor thing? I can look it up and it's like, Oh, it's legit. And then better yet, those scumbag people that aren't good mentors, right, that aren't online, they're just basically, you know, puffing. They're not actually doing real work, right? So that's, that's one thing that I would recommend for uh, Ronnie to consider as a, as a mechanism to just really further incentivize the kind of hard work and effort you guys put in. But anyways, Kristen, what other things would you suggest that could incentivize mentorship?
2: I think um, in order to become a good mentor, you also have to ask your mentee what they think of your advice because it's also like a two-way street. Like, let's say Julia asks me a question and I give her advice on it, and then she goes to calling with that advice. It's always a good idea to ask your mentee too what their prof thought of the advice. Let so you also learn in a way. Mm-hmm. I think that grow more as a mentor as well.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think one thing that is uh, indirect uh, as a benefit to those that are mentors is that you are able to offer critical feedback and, and understand the plight of being a prof. And I mean this in a good way, right? Because at some point, Kristen, Tommy, you guys are looking at doing masters of architecture, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So you know that to do masters, it's not just getting grades and, 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 you know, being a good studio student, obviously there's research positions. And of course there's teaching assistant positions and better yet, you notice that sometimes we'll call upon uh, some of our TAs to come and do reviews like spot reviews. Right. And that starts giving you that, I don't know, experience, that credibility, that um, kind of inert ability to start practicing your critical feedback without being hurtful. Right. Like, I think that's one of the hardest things to do, which is to offer very cutting uh, feedback so that a student can move forward without actually making them feel that it's personal. Right. And then once you kind of work the circuit and you got that experience, people say, okay, uh, you know what, I want you to perhaps come out and do reviews, um, at, you know, when I'm doing fourth year or or maybe at a different university and that kind of buildup does give you some credibility so that maybe I'll call you in for guest reviews. Maybe, Hey, there might be a sessional appointment that comes about from experience. People that are good reviewers don't just kind of naturally have that skill, it's built on experience. So to your point, Kristen, I think that, you know, being able to balance those kind of different inputs, whether Julia's listening to you or to Colin, I think being able to just understand the core concept and being able to respond to that and offering some insightful feedback that is aligned with both, as, uh, when I say both, I mean the f- external feedback as well as the student's intention. I think that's the better way of looking at it. That's something that could really prove to be beneficial for you guys as as mentors, right? So then moving forward, I mean, As Liam and Julia, coming back to you guys, what would you look at in terms of ideal traits for a mentor, right? Like you guys have now, I'm not saying that Tommy and Kristen are not good mentors, right? What I am saying though, is that in general, those people that are listening, that are in second year, they're going to go to third year, that may consider being mentors, right? What would you say is something now that you've been through first year and you've had a mentor, right? What would be, Liam, start with you. What is a good trait that a mentor should have?
5: I think one of the most important traits is um, dedication, Um, not only to your mentor, but your own school, because you have to be able to do your schoolwork. And on top of that, you have to be able to help someone you've um, promised your time to. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say another one would be the willingness to help.
0: um, Because if you're not willing to help, then you're probably not fit to be a mentor. Ah, Very good. Very good. And that's the thing I I really have issues with, right? Like, because I really hate when people aren't willing to help, but they put their names out in the hat so that they can actually just get some credibility in their CV. So Julia, what would you say is a worthwhile trait that mentors prospective mentors should be, should have?
3: Definitely. Like when he said dedication, I was thinking of commit committed like commitment. Um, I do like i was happy about like having Kristen, like even though when she had her studio, deadlines and everything she was still committed with helping me and mm-hmm. i really liked that a lot like i do have a few friends who had some mentor- mentors that they did have issues with commitment like they were like oh my god no my mentor doesn't help i want
0: names sorry i'm just messing with you <laughs> we'll, we'll do it after we um, record <laughs>
3: um so i did i was like oh um, for me like i did i i did have issues with that like i was super happy about my mentor i like um I got help with like any, any, like she, I would say if for like for next year, if, um, for the second years, um, going to third years, Mm -hmm. definitely like they should, they need to be aware, like you have to be committed to this. Like you are, you have your own deadlines and you have to be aware that you're going to have your mentors, sorry, mentees deadlines too. Mm -hmm. So you need to know how to like time manage both of them at the same time. And, be honest. Like if you don't know, don't, you don't know, like just say, I'm sorry. Like I really don't know, but I like, it shouldn't be like always like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like figure it out by yourself. That's very bad, Hmm. but like definitely like help them out when, when you can. And if you know it.
0: Okay. So that's from the student side or the mentee side of things. Now, Tommy, Hmm. Kristen, help me out here because you've now been mentors for a year and what is a key thing that you'd like to see in, mentees, because I'll tell you right now, you know, my rules, right? Don't be stupid. Don't be lazy. Don't be proud. Right. (laughs) I find that if you had a mentee, that was any of those three things, it's really impossible to teach. Right. Like it's so difficult. Like I can, I can, if a kid's just stupid, right. I can teach, I can fix that. I can teach that, you know, get it into them. Right. Lazy. You can fix that too. You know, you, you, you discipline, right. And punishment that, that makes them work harder and better. Right. But then, you know, pride, you can't fix that. And if they, if they're just jerks, you know, it's very difficult. So for for me, what would you, sorry, for you guys, what would you say is the, I don't know, the trait that you would like to see in a good mentee? I'll start with you, Kristen.
2: I think my advice for a mentee really is just to not feel like you're bothering your mentor. Because I know there are a couple of times where I'd be talking to first years, and then they would mention that they're, they haven't been talking to their mentor, because not that they're scared of them, but they're scared of bothering them. And I always have to say, like, that's what we're here, we're here for. And that's what we signed up for, like, don't feel that you can't reach out to them. And I think, that's a two-way street too. like as for a mentor, like you should be able to let your mentee know that you're available and you should be the one to first reach out to, especially if you can tell that your mentee is a bit more like on the shy, quiet side. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Tommy, what would you say?
1: Uh, I think I would echo exactly what my mentee said. Liam actually having that same dedication and willingness, dedication to their schoolwork Mm -hmm. and also the willingness to receive help. Like one of the things I loved about Liam is that he um, would, Spam me sometimes all the time every week, sometimes for help, and I love that because that I think that shows willingness to uh, receive help and also dedication to his work.
0: But I mean, to be fair, oh, sorry, you want to say something? Oh, okay, so the thing about what you guys are both raising though is like whether it's dedication as tommy you put it um or or devotion or, or you love having that i mean that that's great, but the reality is that you guys have lives too, and I'm not talking about social lives I'm talking about other studio projects right, and you know you're talking about also managing time, but I mean I couldn't imagine like you you know i'm I'm getting stories right now that you pass people your your phones so you can like get their texting of 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 like my project as is right uh that would drive me nuts. And maybe it's because I oversee like entire studio sections and it's a little bit different, right? Obviously it's not one to one, it's one to sixteen, but still like getting at odd hours of the night, just like questions where you just get, you know, kind of flustered about you're like, how are you asking me this question? Right. Um, I I I think there's a certain uh reality that's coming about where you know we've seen this too, where a lot of first years are like, oh well, my, my mentor is supposed to be doing this, she should be doing this, she should be on call to help me out do this, right? I think that would be quite uh, aggravating, wouldn't you say, Kristen?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, of course you would assume and would want your mentee to be able to ask also the people around them because that's also the studio culture is like, right? Like you're meant to stay in studio, you're meant to ask your peers around you for advice Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But also you have resources online available for you, right? Like there's tutorials, there's also Google and YouTube if you need to, um, let's say if you have a software issue, right? And then I think especially if you know that it's deadline season for everyone, Mm -hmm. Instead of like immediately going to your mentor and asking for help, of course, like you can try and initiate it yourself and try to Google it first. And if you absolutely can't get it, then you ask your mentor. And I think that's a really good way of being proactive about the situation first.
0: Yeah, so I mean, is there a fine line? I mean, anyone can chime in like Julia and Liam as well. Like, is there a de facto line that you don't cross? Like where you say, okay, whether it's, okay, it's two in the morning, probably not a good idea to text, text message Kristen or something, right? Or is there another line where it's like, look, I shouldn't be asking Kristen a stupid question that I know I should be YouTubing. So if I can find on YouTube, I should just do it on YouTube, right? Like, I mean, are there boundaries that you guys have with respect to kind of that mentorship relationship? And this is open to any of you yet.
2: I know for me personally, I didn't really mind if someone texted me two in the morning because like if... Let's say if I was sleeping, I was sleeping. I can't do anything about it, right? Like, I'll just respond to them in the morning. Mm -hmm. But it's also for the benefit of the mentee. Like, let's say I can't respond at 2 a.m. It's easier just to Google it, YouTube it, and try to figure out on your own with your peers, too. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Anything else from anybody else on that? Like, there's no other boundaries? It's just whatever? Because Kristen's pretty open-ended here.
1: (laughs) Um, I would just chime in and say that I'm, whatever, I'm also open-ended in that sense. But realistically, it is, uh, it can get annoying. So I think as a mentor, it would, it's important to also let them know that they have these resources that maybe they're not aware of, so mm-hmm. that they do become proactive on their own. Like, for example, with Liam, I gave him a fat Ching book um, with a lot oh, of Oh,
0: really? The, the Ching lot. book comes in handy, huh?
1: <laughs> exactly. So a lot of times he'd message me asking me these questions. And the first thing I'd say was, did you check the Ching book? Did
0: wow, it sounds like your first songs? year prof. Like a first year prof. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my gosh. I feel old now. It's like, oh, the kids are passing it on. Oh. Um, so okay, so we we got a sense of what is good and all that, right? But let's just take a really quick survey. Ronnie, you've heard a lot of feedback now on on the pros and cons. Um now I want to know in general to all of you, because you know, Ronnie, you're the administrator of this program, you know, Kristen, Tommy, you guys have been mentors. Julia Liam, you are past mentees. So I'm a faculty member, right? Um, I'm apparently an associate chair, and I do stuff. Okay, so tell me, what would you recommend that I do to help this program in any way? Any 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 feedback that I can I can help make this thing better? I'll start with Ronnie, I guess.
4: Um, I actually I have gone to Vince in the past. Uh, no, I'm right for, here. I, just, well, <laughs> <laughs> just to make it clear, um, uh, like a, more about specific issues for the mentorship program, uh, about like you know what Vince knows about people. <laughs> Um I think um sometimes I've wondered you know if there was a way to get like more formal um I guess uh feedback about like what certain students are like or and it kind of gets into like a situation where it feels uh, like and for example in high school we had a mentorship program where the profs would not the profs the teachers mm-hmm. would actually have to sign like if you wanted to be a mentor you had an application and you took it to like you had to get three teachers to, like, sign um, Ooh, that like you were, that. you know, like, worthy.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, that sounds good.
4: <laughs> the reason I, I, like, the reason I think we haven't introduced that for, uh, for obvious reasons is because everyone's kind of busy and, like, running around and, like, not necessarily everyone, like, knows each other. Uh, but something to, to sort of prove your dedication or, um, like like, a way to prove that students are dedicated or that they, like, actually know, like, they have, they will be passing on valuable no, and not, no. like... Okay,
0: but Ronnie, Ronnie, what? Watch, we got, we got four people here. Watch this, watch this. Okay, hey, Tommy, Kristen, would you think it'd be hard to get two profs to sign off and say that you're quality, good candidates, good people?
2: Not really, <laughs> nope.
0: Tommy uh no you, no okay you're i mean maybe wrong for answer.
2: some students it might be no no
0: no i'm just talking about you two right because this is the thing like ideally you two are good candidates so if you're a good candidate you wouldn't have any problems getting that right mm-hmm. and the second thing is if i throw it to julia liam if you knew that you had a choice between vince who uh, not vince like uh, like a random person who is perhaps not certified but you got tommy and you got kristen who are certified by two profs would you not say that that's good julia i mean does it sound good it does Right. Versus like picking Bob who is not certified. Right. Liam, what does that make you feel good? Yeah. So, well, and, and then the Bob who is like a scumbag I mean, he doesn't know or, or like he can't get even a prof to like, he can't get June to say that he's a good person. That's a problem. will not you say? Right. So here's the thing where I just be like, okay, so, um, Ronnie, that's an easy out for you, man. And it takes all of like, cause then it also shows effort that Tommy really legit wants to be, he just doesn't want to do it to puff his CV up. Guess what? He just goes and says, Hey, uh, Ed, Vince, you thong, whoever, can you sign this off? Done. No problem. It's not a big deal for us. And the program gets better. I'm just I, saying,
4: I guess one of the things I was thinking about was maybe I was overthinking it was, well, we would have, I think like 80 something students running around to like profs all at the same time <laughs> to ask like two of them to sign it. And I thought maybe that would be like, not like the profs wouldn't be a fan of that. Uh, well,
0: but, well, maybe, maybe it's a matter of just not, asking the profs to sign. If that's going to, if you think it's going to be too onerous, I don't have a problem signing stuff, but um, if maybe you just simply said, okay, put the, the like come we have for grad school um, for grad school. If students have graduated from our program undergrad and they want to apply within two years to masters, they can just say, Hey, this is my referee. Vince is my referee. I don't need to get Vince to write a letter, but Vince is my referee and he will vouch for me. Right. And mm-hmm. you don't have, to, I, I I'm happy because as a prof, I don't have to spend another, you know, two hours writing new letters of reference. Right. And at the same time the kid gets the vouching we're all cool. So maybe that's the better way of doing it. Right. Cause then at least look, you've heard it from the mentors as well as the mentees. It's not an onerous thing. Like if Tommy just simply said Vince or like, and sent an email to Vince and said, Hey, uh, can I get you to sign off or can I get you to vouch for me? Cool. It's not a big deal to me. Right. And he gets two of those. Vince and Bruce say it's okay. Well then it's good. Right. And, and Julia and Liam are kind of cool because it's like, Oh, it's, they're certified. Like, I mean, they got at least some level of, you're talking about commitment, aptitude, whatever you want to say. These profs who are effectively giving me grades and teaching me, these guys have said that Tommy and Kristen are suitable mentors, right? I mean, how is, how is this, how can this possibly go wrong? I
4: think it is a very good idea. I think, yeah. Like now that you mentioned not to have people necessarily sign it, I guess it's more of like a, it's not a, an issue of, um, like whether it's a good idea or not i guess i was just thinking more about the logistics of like mm, how it would be done okay. but i think that's like definitely an avenue to
0: yeah because i think i think there's so many things that i as an instructor have issues with when it like i, I think the mentorship program's good and it, and it does a lot of good things but let's try to find a make a way that it becomes great right because um everything from mechanisms to screen out those people that are not good mentors Um, And I'm not talking about just scumbags that are deadbeats. I'm talking about just even people that are, you know, best of intentions, but they should not be like, you know, if a person's getting D's in studio, right. They have no business, honestly, they have no business offering insights and feedback to a kid in first year. Like this kid could have been great, but then guess what? We poisoned them right off the bat by giving them a terrible mentor. Right. So to me, that that's a bad thing. And also just beyond simply screening and making sure that we have the right mentors, it's also like the process by which you guys accept mentors, or sorry, process mentors, like whether it's not just scheduling and meetings, but I also think that you know the way you've described it, and maybe I'm just cynical here, okay? But the way it sounds like, it's like a souped up Tinder meetup, right? Where it's speed dating, where it's like, okay, so Kristen looks like a nice person. She giggles, she smiles, great. Uh, she says that she knows this right, so let 's now set ourselves on a commitment for eight months at least where she 's going to be paired up with me right and that sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of stress, a lot of investment for eight months based on like eight minutes worth of like speed dating. I mean, that maybe that's just my, my take on it. I mean, for some people, it might be effective. Like clearly with Julia and Liam, it kind of worked. Kids, did it work? Yeah. Yeah, Julia? Yeah. So it worked for them. But then I, Liam, Julia, would you say that there are some stories where it didn't quite end so well?
5: I know of one specific instance where someone had a mentor and they kept messaging them to try to get a meeting set up and it just wasn't working out. I don't know how it ended because that was near the beginning, but mm. I know it always doesn't work out at the beginning,
0: at least. Yeah. So to me, that that's that's a problem, right? Because it you know you're you're say you are tying the knot effectively at the beginning of the term, like in October, right? And then, you know, it might not work out. And I, I would hate to think that maybe Tommy's a good guy and he's got two mentees, but like I don't want to throw a third and fourth mentee on him, right? Because he's got other stuff. But he's a good mentor, right? So I, I worry about that kind of stuff, but. I hope that this discussion has been really good for you ronnie specifically to just figure out you know how we would go about improving the mentorship program but in general i think that the mentorship program is very good we got two people that have been very uh, good as mentors and thank you very much and they're both and it doesn't mean that you have to be in co-op to be a mentor um there are lots of good mentors that are also not in co-op so just keep that in mind But I'm glad that we also got first years are able to speak to it. But before we close out, guys, I'm going to throw it to the first years first. Kids, now that you guys have gone through first year, give me a good story or something that, you know, came about from first year where you're like, hey, you know what? Looking back, a mentor would have helped me out on that. Or, you know, someone should have told me about these things. I'll start with you, Julia.
3: Mm, uh, I'm trying to like think of one (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, I forgot the first years. The two first years are not good storytellers. So Liam, <laughs> tell me, good story.
5: I think the best thing would be to take them up on the offer, if they do, um, on other courses as well, other than studio. Mm-hmm. You know, that was It probably could help me out a lot, and I regret not doing it.
0: Okay, but was there a specific story to tie to that? Like, Was there a point where you're like, oh my gosh, I just failed my uh, structures exam, and then Tommy's like, oh, you know I aced all structures when I was a kid, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> like. Is there any story yeah. that goes with this or is it just like on my first midterm for structures? I got a 33. Oh, um, I didn't ask you to sit
5: keys. <laughs> we we we're doing recorded. Right. Later. Um, Tommy messaged me after I was asking him and he said that he did really well in structures.
0: So <laughs> so exactly what I just said happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Tommy did offer some like tutorial feedback and help on, on how to get your button gear for structures. Yeah. Oh, good work, Tommy. Good work. Julia, do you have any good story? Come on, make 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 Kristen feel good
3: <laughs> or or smile know, more. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be funny or anything, but it's more like um, we were talking about like double double high spaces. So I realized when we had a final crit, um, I made a a little mistake on was that my scaling of the furnitures, and I just played along saying that I I intentionally did it, and mm-hmm. the prof were like all good, like oh if you intentionally did it, it's fine, but. I remember um, I was saying this to Kristen and Kristen's like yeah it's that's funny like it's it's fine for now but like future it's gonna be causing problems though so do not do that and I was like yeah I I won't do that next time Uh,
0: so just to be clear about that Julia you talk to Kristen after your review and just like you know Kristen goes hey how'd it go and then you say like this is the debrief
3: pardon sorry can you say that again
0: like so you basically talk to Kristen after you've presented and like have a debrief about how the studio review went yeah oh wow I, I, is, that, is that a thing, Kristen?
2: Yeah, I mean, I want to know. Like,
0: okay, <laughs> I such, don't know. If she
2: actually went, um, went to me for help throughout the project. Like, I want to know how her final reviews went. Hmm.
0: Okay, so while I got you, I'm going to ask you and Tommy. And Ronnie, you can feel free to chime in because you are old too. But now that you guys are in third year going fourth year, what kind – actually, all three of you guys are going into co-op. Wow. Um, so the, and hey, look, all three of you guys, I taught Julia, you're, uh, actually four <laughs> of you guys have taught Julia, you're the odd man out, but that's fine. Um, you know, we will adopt, but Ronnie, Tommy, Kristen, here's a question for you. Now that you guys have gone through the program, tell me, what would you, you know, wish that you were told as a kid now that you've gone through the mentorship, what would, you know, as if you could ta- be the mentor to your first year self, what would you say, Kristen?
2: I'd say don't be too hard on yourself if you don't get programs and concepts right away. Because like, at least for me, like I didn't fully understand concepts until like maybe second year even, right? Mm-hmm. So it's more of like a learning process to learn um, as you go on with like your mentorship from like your different profs, your different peers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's more of like a don't be too harsh on yourself in the current moment, especially as a first year, because of course, like there's such a learning curve, right? Like you, you don't know everything yet. Right. And you are not expected to know everything yet. no matter like what you feel from your props. Um, <laughs> um, I
0: will, I will refrain from interjecting on that one.
2: <laughs> okay. I didn't mean it like that, but like, of course there's oh, like some right. kind of pressure. No, this okay. is, there's some certain pressure, right? Especially like in such a competitive program, you kind of feel obligated to know everything right away, but it's not like that. Like it's a learning process really. And you eventually will get it.
0: Okay. Tommy, do you have a lesson to yourself in first year? Um
1: yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think I I just I'm trying to see how I can word this without throwing anyone under the bus. Um <laughs> I think I would say that emotional trauma is okay and it's educational. <laughs> um
0: okay, so for the record, uh Vince Hui does not endorse any trauma or suffering or mental stress. We just had a I thought I recorded an episode just on like mental stress and stuff. Man, don't don't <laughs> No, Literally. no, no. But um, what I'm trying to say is, is realistically,
1: you're, you will have um, emotional roller coasters, no matter who you have or who you're with. And I think it would have been nice as a first year student to have a mentor tell me that I can rely on my peers, that I can rely on my instructor, that I can rely on them to relieve that stress. And um, that that's actually going to be something that will bond you with
0: other people. Okay, yeah. that's it's, good. It's, it's a good spin. Okay, Ronnie, hit me out here. Give me one really good tip you would have wanted to give yourself when you were in first year.
4: Um, I guess in architecture school, a lot of us—well, for a lot of us—it's the first time we're getting critiques. I guess mm-hmm. this is might be might tie into like what Tommy was talking about about like emotional stress. <laughs> uh, but basically, just like not to take things personally um, and like understand that it's part of like your learning, essentially, and like just I guess you, you don't like get used to taking criticism like right away, but mm-hmm. just understand that it's like not about you. It's more about your work yeah. um, and it's for your benefit.
0: Okay. So I think you're absolutely right. So basically don't think, don't take things personally from you, Ronnie, um, Tommy, I think it's the kind of dealing with, well, the emotional roller coaster, uh, for lack of a better term. And uh, Kristen, would you say it's more just a sense of, you know, ability to, I don't know, feel, feel comfortable. I mean, I, I, I just, there's so many things that's out there, but you're right. Mentorship is, is good. And if you guys could offer that kind of feedback to the general population, all good mentors should be able to offer such feedback. Um, but I want to close out by saying thank you very much for your time, guys. Uh, I know that we went a long time, but um, hopefully that, A, we'll be able to make sure that people are better informed about the way we operate with our mentorship program. B, I hope that we got some people interested in participating in mentorship. And C, to any incoming students or students that are um, going to be repeating first year or second year, um, guess what, we got some really good insights on what you should be looking for moving into the new year once we start getting back to school and having the mentorship program reboot. But again, keep an eye out for the awards. Good luck to Tommy and Kristen. Hopefully, how are you gonna do this, Ronnie? Like honestly, how are you gonna assess? Like you know, Julian's gonna to say Tommy's good. Julia's gonna say Kristen's good. How are you gonna fight? Are you gonna fight this through? Like only, like two what two mentors enter, one leaves the room. Like how does this work? How how, how are you gonna pick this?
4: Uh, we've actually been discussing that like in ACU because a lot of now? people. Well, I, I guess it comes up every year. Well, a lot of people give like. Obviously, like when you're evaluating your mentor, you're kind of inclined to just like, kind of like when people evaluate, like it's kind of like a peer evaluation where everyone like
0: so a lot of times, a times you get exercise.
4: Yeah, <laughs> where, like a lot of people just like tick ten. Um, so we uh like a lot of people have also been leaving very um wholesome like personal like comments about their mentors. So we'll be taking mm-hmm. all that into evaluation or into consideration.
0: Okay, so hopefully that feedback will not only award, you know justifiably uh, award-winning uh, people, because I think it, it, mentorship is quite an undertaking and more more credit should be given to those people that take it. But hopefully we'll also get a sense of just how to make the program better, because I think at the end of the day, we always take the feedback, just like in any other architecture project, we want to make sure we get the feedback from both the mentors and the mentees, and even from a faculty side, if there was anything I could have done to make things better to make sure that we can continue into the new year with this kind of approach to taking care of our family. All right, so thank you again, guys.
4: Thank you, Vince. Thank you you so much,
1: everyone. Thank you, Vince.